What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we dive into another spooky movie. But first, and most importantly, happy Pride Month, homies. Happy Pride, everybody. It's June and it's Pride Month. So happy that because <laughs> we made it. We made it to June. And it feels like, oh, gosh, I don't know what the beginning of this year has been like. I just forget all these, like all the months feel like they go so slow. But then at the very beginning, I'm always like, I can't believe we're here. Yeah. Same thing this time. I was like, wow, yesterday. Well, when we were recording this, it's currently the second. But the first day of June, I was like, ah. I, I was at a loss for <laughs> words. I was like, dang. I can't believe it's June already. Yeah, it's crazy how time works, man, just in general. Because it, yeah. it really does feel like it, it, it's rapidly increasing. It's, yeah. it's even worse than last year because I felt the same sensation last year. But 2022 feels even worse about it. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's totally fair. And it's weird because now with the podcast obviously with each month and that happens if it's a, like a celebration of uh, something we usually try and do something for that month whether that be like extra shout outs or covering a movie that highlights that and so it's weird because i feel like those stick in my mind mm -hmm. and so now that they're coming back around i'm like i swear we just like celebrated this or just did this. But I think it's just because as soon as they come back around, I'm like, oh, I remember when we did this for the podcast right? and covered this movie or X, Y, and Z. And so it's like, has my mind all foggy. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah, it's Pride Month. And I just want to say to all of our LGBTQ plus homies, I hope that this is an amazing month for you. I hope that whatever you're doing to celebrate, you know, whatever that means for you, it's awesome and that you get to do it in the way that you feel comfortable with and that you feel happy with the way that it goes. You know, this is a month where we can always acknowledge that we can move more forward, make better progress in the world. But at the same time, I hope that you guys celebrate this month and how far you have come mm -hmm. and yeah i just hope it's a good month for you guys i hope june brings all the joy and just like with black history month too uh don't ever feel like you are confined to a singular month you are special every day yeah. of the year you are loved every day of the year yeah but this month it especially be unapologetically yourselves and enjoy yeah. yourself yeah just know that above all else the homies are there as allies and to support you guys all day, every moment of the year. And we really hope that you guys all always know that we are here to celebrate you. To all of the homies out there, happy pride. We will be 
covering a movie that puts some highlight on the LGBTQ plus community. If you guys have any recommendations, like shoot them our way mm -hmm. because I would love to cover a movie that maybe we haven't heard of or looked into quite yet. So if you guys have one that you're like, yeah, this this one's the tops, like mm -hmm. feel free to shoot it our way. Cause like even if we don't cover it this month, we're gonna cover it. Because yeah. We love getting recommendations from you guys. So mm -hmm. shoot them to us in the Discord, on the social media, in the email, whatever. We'll check <laughs> them all. We'll be there for all of them. But yes. on a totally random different note, mm -hmm. um, we had kind of a thought for the episode this week. It's something that we've been wanting to try for a while. And we'll try again, I try suppose. Try again. Yeah, yeah, because we we did a versus type of breakdown and review for our April Fools episode. Was that last year? That was no, that last was... that that was last year. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, what the that heck? Was a okay, whole last year ago. We won't go back into the time conundrum, but <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. So that was last year. We did a versus type episode where we did bad hair versus slacks because they were similar enough in premise that we were like, oh, these might go head to head kind of good. But it was like a one off thing that we were just trying something different because of the theme mm -hmm. for that episode. But it was really fun. And we were like, we should try doing this again and had been talking about it for a while, but just hadn't thought of any movies that we wanted to do that with. And I wanted to do some death game stuff this week. Erica was itching. She was itching for some death I game. I was. I've been itching for sure for some death game and I really wanted to, I just wanted to talk about it. I'm always <laughs> in a mood for death games to be fair, but uh, for some reason this week I was like, dang, I really want to do something with that. And I thought what's better than a death game? Two death games. Yes. And so I was like, let's pit two different ones together. It just so happens that there's like 17 Truth or Dare movies, <laughs> but there were two very specific ones, two that are probably the most popular out of that title genre. And so I, it just kind of made sense to put the two of them head to head and see which one comes out on top for the homies. Very true. So today we come presenting two very um, interesting competitors in <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, the, I believe, sci-fi version of Truth or Dare versus the Blumhouse version of yeah. Truth or Dare. Um, yeah. Exciting little matchup there. Because I know like Blumhouse, household name, everybody knows Blumhouse, but sci-fi is kind of one of those channels that I think a lot of people sleep on. Um, yeah. because there's a lot of enjoyment to be had with sci-fi. It's not always fantastic. However, I do know a lot of sci-fi fans. I got sci-fi fans in my family. I myself am not a huge sci-fi fan. Erica, though, I know, I am, um, does I indulge am. in the sci-fi. I'm a sci-fi fan. What can I say? It's, <laughs> it just, it, I love it. Even the bad, but it's because it varies so often from bad to not okay. Like, okay, that was that was actually interesting. And I think because it can lend itself to the ridiculous so often that 
you kind of get into that mindset where you think everything that comes from sci-fi is going to be a CGI schlocky mess. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, you're not wrong. <laughs> How, but they do have movies that I they I feel like they try and get a little bit more like grounded and they feel a little bit more along the lines of like a standard slasher or a standard supernatural movie. Now, I've never seen one where I thought, oh, man, that's something. That was something that we need to be talking about. I haven't seen one like that yet far, like so far, but that doesn't mean I have. I have seen some on there, though, where I was like, yeah, that was like that itched exactly what I wanted mm-hmm. in that moment in time. And actually, the truth or dare that is was distributed through sci-fi that's actually the one that i saw first on sci-fi oh i see yeah so i had seen that one before the blumhouse one got you and i mean in in speaking of blumhouse too we've we've covered several blumhouse uh production entries on the show hard not to (laughs) they got got their little fingers and everything (laughs) um and like y'all know as we know there's a variance in terms of quality and how much we've enjoyed each one um, but I'm excited to have this conversation about these two because they, you know, they do try and hit the same points. And for that much, I think they're going to come out swinging. Like, I think both yeah. of these movies, although may not have been heard of by everybody, it may not have been watched by everyone. I think today, both of these movies really want to win this versus. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They want to come out on top for truth or dare. and. Like I said, there's like 17 different versions of Truth or Dare movies. <laughs> so I think we've narrowed it down to the two that are already at the top. But after today, we will let you guys know which one is truly the crowned winner. <laughs> which one truly deserves to be the ride or die Truth or Dare. Well, in that case, shall we... Uh... Hop, skip into it and get this going. Yeah, let's get into the battle, please. Well, homies, y'all know what that means. We are entering into spoiler territory, so you have been warned. But while we enter into our second official versus episode. In this corner, weighing in at 88 minutes, we have Truth or Dare 2017. Directed by Nick Simon. Starring Cassandra Sherbo as Alex. Brittany Sarpy as Maddie. Mason Dye as Tyler. Alexis Lemire as Jesse. Ricardo Oyos as Luke. Luke Baines as Carter. Harvey Guillen as Holt. And Christina Masterson as Addison. And in this corner, weighing in at 100 minutes, we have Truth or Dare 2018. Directed by Jeff Wadlow and starring Lucy Hale as Olivia, Tyler Posey as Lucas, Violet Bean as Marky, Hayden Seto as Brad Chang, Landon Liberon as Carter slash Sam, and Sam Lerner as Ronnie. Group of college friends meet up for a night of partying and fun. After a couple of drinks, our group decides to play a harmless game of truth or dare. 
However, when the group accidentally invokes a demon, the stakes become far greater than any of them expected. Now, it is a race against the clock to find a way to beat the game before the game beats them. Insert hard-hitting truths, deadly dares, and unexpected love triangles here. Our film concludes with what's left of our friends facing increasingly hard challenges and doing what they can to put an end to this twisted party game once and for all. Also, next time, just stick to Never Have I Ever. Roll credits. A group of college friends meet up for a night of partying and fun. After a couple drinks, our group decides to play a harmless game of truth or dare. However, when the group accidentally invokes a demon, the It's the same, y'all. It's the same plot. Um, yeah. R roll, roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's so similar. It's it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Like <laughs> like there are very minute differences in like setup and like how we get there. But goddamn, are these not the exact same movie? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely strange how many similarities there are. Because the thing about it is. They are different, but the things that they have that are the same are so specific. Mm -hmm. Like such little weird things. Like both have characters named Carter. Both have characters that want to be doctors. Right. Both have kind of a similar idea of like a demonic entity that's controlling the game both have a love triangle with a be best two best friends <laughs> and one of their boyfriends it's just like weird little tiny things like that that are so weirdly eerily similar yeah it's, it almost feels like two people like went to a party like came up with the idea <laughs> and then both left and made their own movie yeah it. And they're like, dang, you should make that movie. That's good. And then the other one was like, yeah, yeah, I'll think about it. And think about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like walked away and just wrote, took little bits and pieces from it that were the same. Mm -hmm. But there, there now there is enough differences, though, like jokes yeah. aside, there's enough differences here that I think this still makes for a good versus. So why don't we tell the homies what we're going to be basing our decision making off of today? Yes, so we have split this up into categories that we will be diving a little bit deeper into, but each of these categories will come out with a definitive winner or a loser, and then that way it'll be easier for us in the end to figure out which movie has come out on top. So those categories are going to be characters, Mm -hmm. The gameplay slash the truth or dares, mm -hmm. and then the overall execution of the idea. So why don't we just go ahead and dive into the characters first, because obviously that is a huge part of both of these movies is mm -hmm. the group, 
that we will be tagging along with and watching navigate this game throughout? I think starting out, this is probably going to be the hardest category for me. I'm going to say that straight up. Okay. Because I, I dislike and like things about both groups that are kind of like complementary to each other. Um, for instance, I think for our 2017 version, I overall liked the, that group more than I liked the, the Blumhouse version. Mm-hmm. However, I think the Blumhouse version, I actually like the individuals more than the sci-fi version. Interesting. Yeah. What about you? How, how did you feel on that spectrum? God, Lee. All right. First, I'm going to just focus on the 2018. Okay. Because I feel like I have more to say about okay. them <laughs> in this moment in time. What? Wow. What a <laughs> shitty group of friends. They're so, like, they're just really not good people to each other. No, I not. don't understand why any of them are friends besides probably brad and i guess brad and lucas make the most sense to me brad Brad seems like the glue of their group and that he just kind of is like there to try and get them to like have fun and get along and not let all this petty shit get in between them he's just kind of along for the ride and then lucas obviously was just has been brought in by marky because he's dating her he is now a part of this group Mm -hmm. but Marky and Olivia, I don't get it. I don't get why they're best friends at all because Marky, the movie starts off with Marky coming in and completely undermining Olivia's plans for spring break. (laughs) She wanted to go help Habitat for Humanity. And Marky's like, bitch, you're going to Mexico. (laughs) What do you mean? And called them and lied and said she was sick. And basically... Ki- doesn't kidnap her because in the like end, a friendship kidnapping. <laughs> she friend naps her, but in a really, in a weird way where she basically forced Olivia's hand because she had already canceled for her and yeah. they had already moved on. And so, what's Olivia- Olivia's choices were like? Okay, now I just stay home or I go to Mexico with my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a little underhanded. Probably should have asked her, maybe, before making her life choices for her. Yeah. It might have <laughs> been nice. Like, I don't know. It might have been appreciated. Um, but yeah, as and then as far as the rest of the group go, I think the biggest thing with this group, for me, is that, which, and this is fine. I think it's totally okay to have flaws and issues within a group. That's true to human nature and human life most Mm -hmm. groups do have these underlying issues of people that don't get along or maybe people that get along better which i did appreciate about this one is it feels like there are certain people within the group who get along more like brad and olivia seem like they have a really nice connection and then and that's that's it but (laughs) but (laughs) um I think the biggest thing for them is that from the beginning, it seems like for this concept, I think what works really well is to have a fake facade of harmony. Like this friend group should seem like, oh, yeah, everything's good and we're tight and all that until the game 
gets bad and then the cracks start to form. Mm -hmm. But I think this group just shows its cracks too soon, which right. has more to do with the writing, I think, than that character than the actors or anything like that. I just think we see the issues within this group almost from the jump. Yeah, and Mar Mark is out there making out with somebody in the first two minutes of the she's movie. She's like grinding as her <laughs> boyfriend. <laughs> Girl, you didn't see your boy. That And that's the hard. Oh, gosh. It's <laughs> yeah. He's sitting with his back turner and she is like grinding on this guy literally two feet away from where her boyfriend is sitting. And then has the audacity 25 minutes later to be like, how dare any of you cheat, you cheating cheaters. <laughs> like, Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I can't believe you told my boyfriend I was cheating. If he would have looked around, she wouldn't have had to say a thing. He would have <laughs> seen it himself. She could have just kept it cute. But yeah, and even and then even with Olivia, she it's so clear that none of her friends want to go with this creepy guy that she just met at the bar. And she like Every time they're like, no, maybe we should stay. Olivia goes, oh, guys, it's going to be fun. We want to go. Blah, blah, blah. Like <laughs> makes them go to this abandoned church with her. And even when they get there, they again say that they want to leave. And right. she says, no, I don't want to go. Which red flags what? all around. Girl, <laughs> yeah. You meet somebody and they're like, let's go to some abandoned ruins and have some fun. Call the police. Don't go with this person. What are you what are you doing? Yeah, it's like you guys were staying at a resort, presumably, because they were just wanting to find something to do after leaving that bar. Right. You're staying at presumably a place that has you're on a beach. <laughs> the beach is open all night. <laughs> Go out onto the beach and hang out, but no, let's go to the church of sorrow and death. And with, <laughs> with this Mr. Guy just met we, this guy. Yeah. And which play also a little game. Yeah, play a little game. Um also Degrassi check. Um the <laughs> We're guy making who, our way still. <laughs> the guy who plays Carter is mm -hmm. from Degrassi. So that was very exciting for me. We actually have a lot of Degrassi people between both movies. Oh, really? You're gonna you're gonna be the one pointing those out because I'm still a Degrassi newbie. Newbie. I don't know why I said a lot. There's literally one in this movie and one in the other movie. Well, you know what? That's a lot in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> yeah, that, that's <laughs> that's more than I would have expected. To be fair. <laughs> Uh, but going off of what you said a little bit earlier, I agree with you. This this group is so freaking dysfunctional and like it they towards something you were saying before they don't necessarily need to be the closest of friends because that is i guess part of the fun of the truth or dare thing is the truths are supposed to break the group apart i think that's the mm -hmm. whole flip side of like when we're not doing dares just the per the personal attacks on these people via the truth is supposed to be the scary thing and so in that regard, yes, you can have a bit of a flawed group here. But this group, like you said, is just so flawed. Like, I don't understand why any of these people would be in the same room together, let alone <laughs> go to Mexico together. Yeah. Um, they feel like friends out of obligation, um, mm -hmm. which brings me back to what I was saying when we started 
and why I prefer actually the group from the 2017, because although they do still have some similarities in terms of like dysfunction between the group, I think with the setup and um, the relationships that we do see throughout the movie, I think I believe that they are a friend group a little bit more than I believe the 2018 group are friends. Because like the people, the people in 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 our sci-fi version, I'm like, they might not all like each other, but I could see them all agreeing to on a Halloween night go hang out at a place together. They they seemed that acquainted with each other. Yeah, for sure. And I think the th- for the 2017 one. I believe that they all there the weights of the deaths is heavier because it seems like there's more time for people to care because because there's not as many rifts within that group it seems like they're they care more and are like consoling each other more and helping each other more yeah and within that group I think they do a I will say the game gets the like sh- the game gets revealed quicker in the 2017 one. Mm-hmm. So that probably helps because they believe each other and are in it together quicker. Yeah. But I there's will less set up for it. Yeah. There's less setup time. And also I think a thing that works for their group is right off of the bat, the only people that seem to have any animosity between each other would be Carter and Luke. Mm-hmm. Seem like they're the only two that are kind of tolerate each other, but don't really get have like that much in common. But then everybody else I feel like threads through pretty nicely and you can mm-hmm. kind of see where each person fits in. True. But I think they in that one the secrets that each one of them have are held tighter to yeah. the vest like they don't even know there's things about each other that none of them know whereas in the 2018 one they already know that mm-hmm. um that guy what's his name tyson yeah they already know that tyson like prescribes pills to everyone i feel like that could have been a secret that none of them knew right like and then they they already know that olivia is in love with Lucas it's like these things that everybody already knows and it's only maybe a secret to like one person (laughs) whereas in the 2017 one like they don't know that Addison does drugs they don't know that um uh Maddie and what's his name Tyler uh yes that Maddie and Tyler slept together there's a lot of things that literally only the person knows right I think helps because that's it's, the point. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Like, that's the point. It's like, you're supposed to find out more about these people, like, as it goes on. And then yeah. it's even more fun, too, when you have characters who you've kind of established how you feel about these characters, have truths come up, and then it makes you kind of second guess how you feel about them. I think that a lot of the fun of learning more about this group comes from there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think. For the most part, the group does seem to be a little bit more interconnected than our 2018, even with the scenario of like Alex and Maddie and their and their conflict with each other. Right. 
Um, I felt like their journey together, although a lot of it was Alex being like, fuck you, I hate you for like 90% (laughs) of it. Once they actually have to like work together and be friends again, it felt a lot more genuine Mm -hmm. to me than in 2018 when uh, Olivia and um, Marky and Marky are trying to like reconcile their stuff because like for me it just it, it felt it felt very forced um also apologies if names get mixed up by the way guys there's a lot there's of characters so many characters <laughs> and both of these they have obviously because they're like we got to kill as many people as we can so there's these huge groups of people but yes Although I do agree with what you said earlier, where I think in the 2018, the characters as individuals are a little bit more interesting. Each of them, it feels like, has more stuff at stake at times. There's deeper past issues and traumas that end up coming up, which I think can let itself to be interesting. It's just the way that it's done, I'm not a huge fan of. My biggest issues are with Brad and Marky because... Marky started off as a character that I was like, oh, this she's probably going to be the most interesting character. I'm the most her backstory and her trauma that she's dealing with was the thing that I sparked my interest the most originally. And then they turn her into an insufferable character. (laughs) She was irritating me so much as time went on because she refused As the game got more serious, all that petty bullshit, I was just so sick of her. Caring. You're mad because Olivia, they've never done anything. (laughs) They haven't touched. They haven't cheated. You're mad because she has a crush. You're mad because she told your boyfriend that you've been cheating on him, which you have, which Mm -hmm. is true. Like, you're mad about that. You're mad because you had to break her hand. You're mad because you think she's lying. You're mad because your dad tried to sexually assault her. Like, it's just all these things where I was like, Marky, get some therapy. You're driving me nuts. You are driving (laughs) A little bit of projection here. Yes. Oh, my gosh. She was driving me nuts. By the time that she was ready to let all of that go... Mm-hmm. I was ready for them not to be friends anymore because I was like, <laughs> you guys are not good for each other, obviously. Mm-hmm. What a stop. Like, just let it go. And then her and Lucas, I kind of didn't care because it's like this whole journey of Lucas being like, I'm in love with Marky. I don't care because she's been cheating on you your entire relationship. Yeah. So what is so this? So what? <laughs> And that's what I mean, dude. Because, like, look, let's look at our flip side character here of uh, Maddie and this whole scenario where she has one time while drunk, she hooked up with her best friend's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And that gets revealed during the game. And, of course, just like in the 2018, there's a conflict that extends for a majority of the movie. But th- I feel like the beat points of it felt a lot more natural and realistic than the 2018 version because like it happens um clearly alex is upset about it maddie and tyler both feel bad about it like there there's it it's very clear that everyone is is very sad that this information gets out and then i think alex's anger is not misplaced the fact that it takes her a Mm -hmm. very long time to 
have any sort of forgiveness towards Maddie, I think is completely fine and fair. Um, but we see on several occasions, Maddie with full earnest try to get her friend back and explain what happened because clearly she does actually give a shit about the friendship. Whereas Marky doesn't seem to give a flying fuck about doing anything but blame yeah. <laughs> Olivia for <laughs> everything wrong in her life. And I'm like, yeah. the like the, it's those sort of like personal connections between the characters. Where I'm like, I feel like the sci-fi version did a better job of making these friends friends. Whereas the Blumhouse gave people a lot of juicy, interesting backstory stuff to work off of. But it almost feels like it's butting heads because the characters are spending so much time on their own shit that they're mm -hmm. not realizing the situation that they're in, like, fully yeah. and working off of other people's scenario. Um, and yeah. I think part of that comes from the pacing and writing and is a little bit less character-driven because, like you said, the game and what we're doing is introduced far quicker in the sci-fi version so the stakes, I do think, increase very quickly where people have to kind of put their differences aside to try and survive mm -hmm. this game. Whereas in 2018's version, um, it takes a little bit longer for like the really heavy dares to start happening. Um, people have more truths to work with, um, which was another thing, um, which we'll talk about a little bit more in the game portion when we talk mm -hmm. about like the format of these two games. Um, but I think there's just like a lot more empty space in a way in the 2018 version. And it, for me, puts a spotlight on just how strained the relationships are with these people. Um, whereas yeah. the sci-fi version, it kind of feels like there's something happening consistently. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like you're, you're still dealing with the game, but you're watching these characters kind of navigate each other in real time. Yeah, no, I completely, yeah, completely agree with everything that you just said. And I know that I brought Brad up as another character that I have some issues with. I'm actually going to save him for the game portion because it kind of ties into that. Um, so, yeah, those were my thoughts on the characters. I feel like you can probably tell which way I'm leaning as <laughs> far as the winner for that one. Uh -huh. um, but I will say I am going to give my vote. For this category, I'm going to say that the 2017 one was more successful with their characters, but I will give the 2018 kudos because there are some very nice moments between the characters. True. And I think that there are some very good emotional realizations between them that I enjoyed that the 2017 doesn't always have time to give. A lot of that time is is kind of rushed because they're in the middle of all these games so quickly. Right. So a lot of that time is rushed through. But still, they still get my vote because I think as a whole, I just believe their relationships much more. And I think the characters work better together in that one rather than like as self-serving right. single characters yeah and i mean honestly same like i, I think y'all already knew i was going to lean towards 2017 <laughs> um for my pick for characters but i'll also throw in there too there's a little bit of bias because even if it was a it was a closer competition for me character wise 2017 has harvey Gian in it and mm. i love what we do in the shadows so <laughs> character wise yeah. they were gonna win by default 
Yeah. I just had some backup reasons to cover it, but. <laughs> yes. Oh, and also, too, uh, Degrassi check. <laughs> Uh, for the 2017 version, the character of Luke, our jock, is also from Degrassi. But also, we can't forget, they kind of also won because they have Heather Langenkamp. True. In the movie, too. Sorry about it. Um, <laughs> I would listen to her. No disrespect to the source of information uh, in the 2018, but... You didn't have a tongue, so you can do you can do too much. But Heather, Heather did have that that for me. So hey, fair know. enough. So Extra think, point that means nothing for that. I'll just throw in a little a ghost point for that one. Fair, <laughs> but all right. So at least in the category of characters, 2017, I think between the two of us is going to take it. Mm-hmm. But moving forward, we have the actual games. The Game of Truth or Dare played in both these movies called Truth or Dare. Yeah. Let's start with what did you like about both versions of the Truth or Dare? Yeah, for sure. So I'm starting with the 2017 one. I enjoy that the dares are just very brutal, like Mm -hmm. straight from the jump. That's what I want to see in a death game. I want to see brutality. That's the point. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I, yeah, I want to see things get gritty and gory and awful because that's what we're afraid of. We're afraid for these games to start to get really nasty. And this one does right away. It's pretty intense. It dares that you wouldn't want to do basically straight off the bat. Mm-hmm. And I like that aspect. I like the timed aspect yeah. of it, that they have to make these decisions really, really quick. And I also like the idea that if you do the dare, if you take the initiative and do it, then you kind of have an upper hand. But if you don't do it yourself, it's still going to happen. Just you're not in control anymore. Right. I think that's a good idea because then we know as soon as a dare comes up, we're going to see it come to fruition even if it's not by the character which i'm like yes thank you Mm because i do want to see these (laughs) these dares get completed so that was cool i will say there's not a ton of truth in this one yeah there are only really two truth elements to it and although i enjoy what comes from those i i get it because Like, once the stakes start getting higher, I know why they don't want to involve that. But I wouldn't have minded in that beginning if there was a couple more secrets that had ended up coming out. I think that that would have helped maybe break our group up a little bit more and been more of an obstacle for them. The other, I think, important aspect, too, um, like, we'll get into it, but the difference in how they're just playing truth or dare, I think is pretty big too Mm -hmm. and leans into some of the strength of the 2017 one in the dare portion, because in 2017, they don't really have a choice. Like they are being given truth or dare. Like it's not a, it's not the traditional someone's asking you, Oh, truth or dare. And you pick like the 2018 version, 2017, they're like either picking up cards that have predestined dares or truths on them, or they're getting messages from some spiritual force about what they need to do. So a lot of it's not 
really in their control. They're just along for the ride. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, it's a decision that's already been made for them and they just kind of have to ride through with whatever that is. And I also think there's a fun element to it too where you bring in that idea of if we work together maybe Mm -hmm. we'll get through this because it forces them to work as a group that's why i think if there was more truth in the beginning then there would have been more conflict when they had to work as a group and maybe more resistance we do get a little bit of it with uh the character of jesse understandably because she's not really a part of their friend group yeah but it would have been interesting to see maybe a little bit more of people being like well why should i help you kind of a thing when it gets on later mm-hmm. but i thought that was fun because it made our characters have to be smart about the way that they played there is a chance for them to kind of cheat the system and maybe get a one-up on the game which does make you feel like maybe they'll be more successful or maybe they have a chance of more of them surviving. Um, so yeah, I, I liked that. I thought that that worked well. I thought that the dares were creative. And I liked that it was... They, they, ha- they knew that there was an end to it. Like they yeah. were like, okay, we just got to get through three rounds, 48 hours... We have to make a circle. The 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 order changed every time, so it was mm-hmm. kind of always like a who's Ooh, next, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of a thing. Which was fun, but yeah, which was which is cool. But yeah, I like that there was an end to it, so it almost feels like if we can just get through this, then we'll be good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I enjoyed all of that. My only con is I just wish that there were more truths. But then going into the twenty eighteen one. Good balance. Good balance of truths and dares. Mm-hmm. A more like standard version of the game, yeah. truth or dare in this one. Mm-hmm. Yes, because they actually get to choose in this one. Oh, but I do like that rule of it's like, okay, you can only get two truths and yeah. then you have to do a dare because then, yeah, it's like, why wouldn't they just pick truth mm-hmm. the entire time? It, yeah, very true. And But I did like that. I like that both versions had their own kind of loophole where yeah. 2017 was you can work together. And then 2018 was, you can pick truth a couple of times, but eventually you're going to have to do this there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the tr- the thing about this one, too, that's, I think, adds some extra oomph to it is that the truths and the dares seem to affect more out outwardly it's not just oh it's in within our group we're right. gonna be affected it's like no they you might have to hurt other people or you might have to tell the truth in a large group setting where other people are going to be learning these things that you probably don't want them to know mm-hmm. i feel like it adds some outer stakes that everyone has to kind of be worried about in the back of their head so it's like yeah you could pick truth but it could lead to you telling many, many people a horrible secret rather than it's like, it's just us and our friends kind mm-hmm. of an idea. Um, I think, though, yeah, where that messes up. <laughs> oh, I could feel, like, I could feel it bubbling up. I was like, I, she's like, I got to get the good out real quick. But hold yeah, on. <laughs> those were my pros. Well, I it messes up a couple of different ways. All right. Talk to me. What's up? 
We'll just get the elephant out of the room. Let's talk about the face. Let's talk about the face. Yes, we can't not talk about the face. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. I won't, I won't even wait for it. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's silly. It looks silly. Every bit yeah. of it's silly. Takes me out every time it happens. Ridiculous. Yeah. It's like... I'll take what the fuck for a hundred dollars. Like, no, <laughs> what are we doing? Because it's so unnecessary. It's because I'm just, it's in my brain. Like I, it just keeps popping up in my head. That ridiculous. Not, it's not even just the smile. That's ridiculous. It's the eyes yeah. and the like flash of light in the eyes. And they're, <laughs> they like look over into the corner or something and come back. Full Momo smile. Like, what is bro, this? It's embarrassing for her. It <laughs> really is. Like, if anything, it brings the it brings the movie into this silly territory when it shouldn't be. It makes it. Like, yeah, this movie is PG-13, so it's always going to fall a little bit more on the, like, Mellow. Yeah, this is kind of fun and, like, silly side. But that's that's child's play. That's simply, <laughs> that is toddler-esque. Hey, wait, wait, hold up. Put some respect on child play's name, okay? Don't My be throwing apologies. that in there. That is infantile, I shall say. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like... Because I don't, we're not supposed to laugh at that. I think mm -hmm. there is an element of it that's supposed to be like, oh my gosh. Ooh, it's creepy. Nobody is checking for that smile. <laughs> Nobody is checking. Because I get their thought process was we have to make it obvious that there's a change and this person is now like in the game. Mm -hmm. But couldn't you have done that with the voice or just have them like get totally frozen and get really still and then you and just stare at them almost like an it follows thing where you're yeah. like oh that person is like directly coming at me because sometimes in the movie it's not the smile sometimes it's a text or it's over a walkie-talkie or being Do burned that. into your arm or yeah something. or being burned into your arm being graffitied on a wall that is much better than having these people who look like that yeah. and talk like that. And then, not only that, which felt criminal to me, which felt like an assault on my senses, not only that, but then when the people die, you're gonna give them that same goofy grin <laughs> on their faces, because now I don't really care when they die because I don't see the scaredness from them. I don't see the the fear and the emotion and the no, please. All I see is that ridiculous smile on their face. Right. And so I'm like, LOL, not the <laughs> next snap. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, it's so uh, it's. It just hurts because it's in it's such a big part of the movie. Like you can't ignore it. It's impossible to ignore. And I almost think without that smile in there, this movie would have jumped like several tiers in yeah. quality for me because it's just it's so abrasive. It's so in your face and it's so unnecessary. Um the 
not to again champion for the 2017, but at least in that regard, they give them a masterclass in how to just give the truth or dares in a not even realistic way. Like there's clearly some, some, um, uh, what's the word, uh, ethereal, uh, intervention there. Like there's things that are happening that are not of this world, but it still fits within the realm of the game. And it goes seamlessly into the truth or dares where this, it's like every time you get to the meat of what you came for this movie for with, which is the truth or the dares you are met with that smile, like almost every single time. And it's like, God damn, I don't want to see this, dude. We have in so many different movies and in so many different ways explored being able to take a blip of reality out of time and just pause for a second. Yeah. Whether or not it's go, go to that bar scene again. He's talking to the girl. All of a sudden, she just says in a normal voice, truth or dare. Just out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, truth or dare. Like, you could play that so naturally, and it would just work. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't have to add anything to it, and we would believe it. Like, the choice to add the smile is a choice that very easily could have been taken back. A choice, a mistake. (laughs) We can call it what it is. But it's, yeah, you're right. Because if it would have just, if they were just normal or something like that, it came out in the middle of conversation casually, and then that was like, that was the sign that you're like, oh, fuck, not this again, then that would have been so shocking. It would have been a surprise to the audience because we never would have known when they were in the game and when they were maybe just having a casual casual conversation. Because now as it stands, we always know when one's about to come because mm-hmm. they do the little pivot swivel and they go and then the face, the smile, <laughs> they get the little Cheshire grin and you're like, oh my gosh. Because yeah, by do and by doing that, you have shock blocked me. You have not <laughs> allowed me. me. <laughs> oh, I'm stealing that one. That is good. You have not allowed me to be surprised by any of these moments because I see it coming from a mile away. Now the only question is, oh, well, what will it be? Mm-hmm. What will the dare or the truth be? But I know in this moment, okay, they're about to get hit. And it irritated me too that regardless of how many times that happened in the movie, people were still, there's that scene with Marky, Olivia, and Lucas where they're in the like pr- the um, police station mm-hmm. and Lucas is asking Olivia, he's like doing the truth or dare thing. And Olivia's like, Lucas just asked me. And he's like, no, I didn't. I didn't do it. I'm like, don't be stupid. Like, you know you did, bro. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, duh. Like, how many times does that have to happen before you guys understand what is going on? Mm -hmm. And don't even get me started on Olivia riding Lucas. (laughs) 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 On her (laughs) ride. On her riding this man, and then all of a sudden her face being being the way that it was, and her choking him. I was it. I was sick. It did make me feel ill. It's just so ridiculous. Cause I'm like, this could have been. You're right. That could have been another moment where, it, like, felt 
real and legitimate. Maybe he thought that she was like getting kind of kinky and then he realizes. But as it stands, it's just girl, not not yeah. now. No. Not here. <laughs> and it's yeah. Yeah, it's it's the biggest thing. And I, for how funny of a <laughs> phrase I think it is. Um shock shock blogging, it's a great way to describe it because you're just you're cued in every time. So it lets mm-hmm. you it preps you. It makes it makes you ready. Um and even with the 2017's pacing, which is a lot quicker, like there's things happening mm-hmm. a lot more. There's three rounds, so we have to get through a lot of truths and dares. Um so you I think you get accustomed to things happening every couple of minutes. You're like all right, it's been about like five minutes. Like, there's going to be another one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think because it just takes its formula and runs with it, and the characters accept the formula far earlier, it just you're you're going up against less. Like, you can just be along for the ride for that one. Like, after like two or three, everyone's like, okay, we have to play these games. Yeah. There's going to be a time limit. We can or cannot work together. Boom. Rest of the fucking movie. Like, it's introduce the idea and then just let it go like these are movies called truth or dare that is what <laughs> we came to see just let the games rock yeah. don't add all this extra stuff let the game play and and catch on to that quickly like let's learn from it let's figure things out it just takes a little bit too long for them to figure things out in 2018 yeah. like there's a lot of things that i feel like they could do throughout to make it feel like the game is more important and they're getting the rules and it just feels like it takes forever for them to do that especially even with like marky like they know that it goes in a specific order after a while it feels like it takes a really long time for them to grasp that because marky has her turn and waits all night before even thinking to let anyone know that her turn is over and that's why brad has no idea that it's his turn yet so he's just walking around willy-nilly it's like we need to be smarter and quicker and and hop on this the fact that like this is life or death here yeah. And like they, how, do. They, they, they do. They do eventually, but it takes a really they fucking do. long time. And once they do, I I think it helps bring you in more because once they're all in it together, that's when I was more in. I had more fun on the ride mm-hmm. when everybody believed because yeah. when they didn't believe, it was it was kind of hard to get invested in in it because. It was frustrating. I was like, when are they going to get their their stuff? Like, let's get this game going. And so another thing that is a little frustrating about the 2018 one is it doesn't feel equal. Like, the truths and the dares between each person, it doesn't feel even. Like, we see the movie starts with a dare that is vicious. We see a girl who gets dared to set another woman on fire. Like, mm-hmm. that's tough. And then Olivia gets dared to have sex with someone that she's wanted <laughs> to have sex with for years? Are you kidding me? Because at that point, it's like, who cares? Marky's already mad. She has to do this to survive. Why are you mad at her? Like, she chose the dare. Mm-hmm. Like, she literally has to do this to live. And I'm like, that just doesn't seem fair to me. And then in that same instance, Lucas's truth, he just has to say who he's really in love with. And it's, of course, his girlfriend. Right. <laughs> and Olivia's, like, shook, battered, and bruised by this revelation. I'm like, 
Okay, and then we get Penelope, whose dare is like much more life threatening. And um, Brad's dare ends up being really intense. And then these they're balanced by these moments that don't feel as intense or serious to me. Like Marky for a long time, I feel like is skating by yeah. without having to do much. Because even her truth, like that's the thing. Some of these truths don't have to be said to anybody else. Her truth is just an admission to herself mm-hmm. that she, like you know, is suicidal. But that nobody else has to hear that. She has to break Olivia's hand, and then, but then Brad has to like come out to his father, who he believes is homophobic. He has to threaten his father's life at gunpoint like all these things that just feel so intense and then it just doesn't feel like that ever gets equalized among everybody like i'm like let's get into it let's get into some stuff that feels life or death because yeah. right now it feels like baby, shit, I y'all should have handled in therapy <laughs> i'm saying I would have been winning if this was all it was like (laughs) I would be skating by with my life until we get to the last couple of dares and then all of the last few dares become okay kill that person now you try and kill that person now you shoot them yeah oh my god can we do something else (laughs) right it's and on the again on the flip side here it's like by the time we have characters sleeping together and admitting who they're in love with as their dares and truths. In the other movie, at this point, we got people cutting off limbs <laughs> yeah. and eating flesh and being run over by cars. <laughs> like the the natural progression of the 2017 as a game works so much better because of the round system. Yeah. Because even from round one, despite the fact that we we I agree, we could have probably used a couple more truths. Just to mm-hmm. flesh out a couple more characters. But the moment the dare start rolling in round one, that sets the 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 standard for mm-hmm. the dares moving forward. Like everything else is far more intense the longer you play the game. And I think that helps you as the audience person keep up with where the game is and the stakes, because you're like, we're in round three. Yes, things are gonna be like chop off your own hand. Go eat your friend's left foot like like it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be some weird ass shit where there is no really semblance of progression in the 2018 one like mm-hmm. you may be come out to your dad and then the next one be like shoot your dad and it's like that yeah. escalated real quick game like what the it's fuck like huh Wh- <laughs> what and that's and that was something that frustrated me particularly with brad's character is why didn't we see that truth? Like, why didn't we watch him do it? Come? Why did we cut? Why did we cut? And now he's like, oh, I just had to come out to my, I, the game just made me come out to my dad. Wow, that would have been nice to see instead of you fighting with the vending machines so you could get your like Wetzel's pretzels or whatever the <laughs> fuck you were trying to get. Like, why didn't that is the importance? We should be seeing these moments because that's the hard stuff. As it stands, he comes back out and he's like, damn that was crazy like just came out to my dad i I feel good like okay but and 
admittedly, I actually like what they did with that whole situation. I like that they subverted it because us as the audience and the character are expecting this to go horribly wrong. And the father is much more understanding than any of us expect for him to be. I like that that's where it goes because that's completely different than the foundation that has been set for us. And so that's great. But even if they wanted that surprise of the father being under understanding and still loving of his son, mm -hmm. we, we should have still seen just a point of view of Brad saying it, of him coming out, of him still warring with that those feelings and then we could have cut and then we saw the relief afterwards we didn't have to see how the dad reacted in real time if they wanted that like surprise moment that's 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 fine but they took a moment that could have made him such a a more emotionally complex character a more multifaceted character than just like oh i'm the backbone of the group they took a moment that could have done that and and like took it away from him and especially because you've been worried about this. This has been, from the beginning of the movie, that's been his character's fear. And then it just gets completely brushed over. And then, like, Marky finds out that uh, that thing about her dad. Okay, nothing happens. Olivia had to tell her. Nothing happens from that. She was scared about it the whole time. It's like... Lucas is still in love with her. It, nothing means anything yeah. <laughs> because everything, they try and make everything seem like it's a big deal, but then they brush over it so quickly. Mm -hmm. It's like it has to be one or the other. Either these are things that are going to be forgotten because of the game, mm -hmm. or they're things that hold weight the entire time and have to be like, forced and pushed through right now they're in they're middling right it's like some of it is forgotten because of the game and then some of it is like kind of they get through it together but uh, it just doesn't feel like they ever went one way or the other especially if you're gonna have so many truths like show me the repercussions of that yeah. like i and i'll give 2018 this for the moment gets ruined by the smile like all the other ones but <laughs> Um, when Homeboy puts the pen through his eye, mm -hmm. I did like I want to enjoyed that death, but I also enjoyed that we saw repercussions for losing to a truth, right? Because for yeah. both games, it's like there's the dare, and then if you don't want to do the dare, well, the dare's in in both ways kind of still going to happen. Um, but because we don't get too many truths in 2017, we don't see the repercussions of like bad truths, and so I like that they do introduce the idea. That even with the truths, like if you do land on a truth that's a little difficult for you, you still better do that truth or yeah. else. Um, I like that they included that, but yeah, the rest of the stuff around it is kind of what made it a little ugh for a little me. Wonky, yeah. No, and I agree with that. And I think that the truths that they have in this one, like they. You can understand why people don't want to say like I can understand why he that would have ruined his career yeah. like as as stupid as it is I can see why he wouldn't want to say that and so like I get it the the truths that makes that makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. to me so yeah the truths I think are better executed that aspect of it being both mm -hmm. is better executed in the 2018 because the truths. They do hit. They like do I'll, hit. I'll give yeah. them that. The dares, however, 
they need a little, little <laughs> fine-tuned in for me. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> but we still have one category to get to, so let's uh, let's put a put a vote in for the mm-hmm. games portion. Erica, who do you think took it in round two? <sighs> it's twenty seventeen for me again. Twenty seventeen. Okay, okay. Honestly, I'm gonna say the same. Uh, <laughs> first two rounds, twenty seventeen, coming out swinging. Uh, however, before moving on to the last. Uh, category i am curious for both movies um what was your favorite uh what was your favorite dare oh okay for the the 2018 one my favorite dare was probably was probably the roof one same that one was the most creative i felt like that one to me it was the one that used used the surroundings. It felt like it used what she had been doing against her the most. Mm-hmm. And I and it was the one where I feel like everybody banded together and was like, "We're gonna get you through this." Like that was the only one that felt like that for me. Agreed. And like I loved not being sure if she was going to survive there or not. I feel like for a lot of the other truths or dares, I kind of had uh, leaning one way or the other about whether or not I think they'd be successful. But that for that one, the entirety of it, I was like, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure if yeah. she's gonna make it out of this alive. Yeah, I will say it was it was kind of silly that she, um, she immediately finished the bottle and then just passed out. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, passed okay. out, and then in the next scene is walking around like she drank a week ago. Like, whew. yeah, she's like singing in the rain. <laughs> she is in the next so scene. I was sober. Like, Did you guys give her an IV her or something? Yeah. <laughs> She's great. She's sobered up. But yeah, that was my favorite one from the 2018. Ooh, 2017. I think ah, it's either it's a toss up between the the poison one mm-hmm. where they have to drink the poison. It's a toss up between that and Probably the the wires. Where the he wires. Grab the wires, because I I like the problem solve. Like I like the way that they handle both of those, and the way that they're like, this is the only way to do it, so that you'll survive. Like I mm-hmm. just I think those ones are cool. Yeah, I I agree. I I really like the um the wires one. I think for 2017 at least, I'm gonna have to give it to the uh, give me the living body parts part. Mm-hmm. Um. Granted, that's, you know, the one of the most extreme, if not the most extreme dare that they have to do. But out of both of these movies, that was like the one dare where I had to honestly look away for a little bit. I was like, I didn't want to watch the whole thing. And for instilling that feeling in me, I was like, okay, I got to give it to you. I would have failed that dare most definitely. There's no way. I was just about to say, is that the one that you'd probably like least want to do? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. That one was rough, but so was the teeth having to pull oh out the teeth. teeth yeah i'd probably i'd probably lose the teeth one too i don't know if i had the strength mm, y'all would have <laughs> they would have had to knock me out <laughs> first <laughs> for sure because ain't no way i'm doing that for the week okay but that brings us to our third and final category which mm-hmm. is the overall execution of both films mm-hmm. so what is your feeling overall on let's start with it let's start with uh let's start with 2017 okay um you know 2017 is kind of an interesting case for me because at least going into it right like 
I'm one of those people that I do see the sci-fi logo on something and my expectations for that go down significantly. <laughs> like I have mm-hmm. to drop what I'm expecting to see. And I think in the beginning of the movie, it felt very sci-fi. Like it felt very sci-fi for TV, just like the way it's shot, the way that the characters are talking, just most of the introduction. It feels a little bit on the lower budget side. Yeah. And like... I think it's it's noticeable. It, it's like noticeable enough that you're like, all right, this one didn't have as much money as uh, as maybe like the 2018 one. Um, but what I give them credit for is I think like halfway through the things that were happening were compelling enough that I didn't care about production quality per se. Like any issue that I had on the production side at the beginning of the movie did not care about after like half an hour watching the movie because I was just so invested in the game. I was so invested in seeing what the characters were doing. And also for all the like budgetary issues I may have had with like visuals, I think they made up for with effects and makeup. Cause I think a lot of the practical ish effects that they use are pretty good. And for even some of the maybe CGI, maybe not honestly, the fact that I wasn't sure entirely what was practical and what was cgi in a sci-fi movie i think says a lot <laughs> um and so it was i was happy that despite my preconceived notions about what i was going to see with 2017 that i wasn't distracted by anything on the production side like i was able to sit and watch the entire thing from beginning to end um now granted in the grand scheme of like movies, I don't think it's necessarily like the greatest movie in the world. But for what I expected to watch, I was sufficiently satisfied with 2017. Mm-hmm. I think the thing about sci-fi movies is I will give them this. They know what you want. Like they know what you're coming there for. And I think mm-hmm. like with these movies, you're there for the game. And they hop into that very quickly, which I appreciate. The game is the like a huge chunk of this movie we probably spend what like 10 minutes on anything else (laughs) into it yeah and then it's from that moment on that's all that's happening is they're playing the game um but i agree it definitely feels low budget at times it feels a little bit lifetimey a little silly sometimes the the commercial breaks i don't know if you have to deal with those but like for at least the way mine what I watch it on, it still had like the made for TV commercial breaks in mm-hmm. there. <laughs> so yeah. like there would be moments where I'm watching the movie and then like something would happen and be like, huh. And then the screen and would go it black would and it'd come back up and they're yeah, in the same spot. I, I, same. There's a particularly funny one where near the end when she like tosses her pinky into the cooler and there's like water <laughs> at the bottom, it goes bloop. and then then it cuts to where a commercial would have been i was like oh no (laughs) why they put that (laughs) i was like no because you (laughs) you just watch her pinky just like get tossed into this cooler oh and like it's things like that that do feel a little bit cheesy but i i think that it's offset well with they they definitely went down a darker tone with this one they had, they wanted to feel much more serious and not quite so lighthearted. so yeah everything is pretty 
everything is pretty gory. I actually forgot how gory they allowed this movie to get, especially for being for just for TV, because you do actually see, I think, more than what you might think expect to they don't cut away from things as often as you would maybe think they would which i i appreciated i think that it's a good pacing it is 15 minutes shorter than the 2018 one and honestly i think that's fine the ending of this one i think is works like i think it works well, I, I think they really set this one up where there was no other way that I could see it ending because it is mm-hmm. contained to just the group. You can't bring anybody else into this game. Right. So I like it's the only way that I could see it ending. And I think that it's executed fine. I think as a story, as a whole complete story, I do think that this one works within itself especially mm-hmm. for a movie like this like you get what you want and yeah. you and you leave satisfied with that because you're like yeah. okay i got plenty of games and like mm-hmm. i'm happy with that i got plenty of dares i came for truth or dare yeah you gave me truth or and dare I, and i got it <laughs> i played it and and i'm cool with that i also think this movie was successful and they kept it really simple like they didn't try to explain too much. Even yeah. they go to see Donna, who's Heather Langenkamp, who's the one survivor of playing it previously, and she's just kind of like, "Yeah, it'd be it'd be like that sometimes." Like, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome sometimes, to the game, baby. Yeah, like sometimes you just open up to evil and it gets in. I did think that was kind of. I did think it was a little silly for them not to tie it to the house. I do think that would have improved the story a bit because I was like, so what? This demon's just flying around looking for people who are playing truth or dare, like, Mm -hmm. which is like Santa Claus through all 50 states. Just like, well, you got what you guys, you guys got games in here. Like, (laughs) I I feel like it would have been better for them to have tied it to the house that they had a specific reason to go back to the house at the end rather than like, you should play it there. You, you should probably play it there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do think it was a misstep plot wise to even leave the house in the first place. I, I like mm-hmm. with what they did, I was okay with it. Don't get me wrong. But I think you could have kept the entire game at, at the, the house, house and it would have worked. Yeah, I agree. Because I think they could have done it where if, if they wanted to have moments outside of the house, they could have just had that as dares. Like they could have been like, you have to leave the house, go to a gas station and rob it. And mm-hmm. then it like would only open the door for that person. Yeah. And then they had to go straight there and it like followed them the whole way there. They still could have done that because we don't really benefit from leaving the house at all, especially because Carter's death smooth could have easily happened in a in the house. Yeah. So I was like, why are we in his dorm room? I will say, though, I think between the two, that's probably one of my favorite sequences of him, like, seeing her through the video camera yeah. and her not being there. I think from a filmmaking standpoint, that was the most creative use of the, like, circumstances and the things that the character had within themselves because Carter's like the camera guy. Yeah. And him being able to see her through the camera. I was like, that's probably the most creative shot we've gotten between these two yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. I agree. Cause it was it was very specific yeah. to Carter and I enjoyed that. Um and then one more thing about the 2017, just because you mentioned it too, is like I 
like the surprise the the surprise ending um more than I thought I would. Uh, mostly because of how abrasive it was. I I respect a brave ending, mm-hmm. and for me, the choice to just have have the ending happen, have you not really know who survives at the end, and just be like, "We're done." I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, screw screw my want to want to know who who survives it. Don't tell me. I'm a okay with it. Yeah, yeah, and I think. I feel like I prefer this ending with these two friends more than the ending of the 2018 one, which we can go ahead and slippity slide into right now. (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, Okay, so what I will say about the way that this story unfolds is I do enjoy the thing that they keep bringing up with Olivia about how she's so more her moral compass and this idea where she's like, I would always save someone else over myself like I would put others needs ahead of mine and how Mm -hmm. that is not the choice that she ends up making she ends up putting herself and Marky ahead of everybody else in the world or at least whatever the 4.6 thousand followers she has on YouTube but (laughs) she ends up changing her moral compass as a result of what has happened throughout the film like I thought that that was a nice little addition to her character and the way that these things can change you. Like, I mean, that was that was clever to a degree, I think, for her character. Mm-hmm. And I did like the whole thing with Sam slash Carter. I like this n- notion that you can bring other people in. And if you do, then they kind of get ahead of you in line. Yeah. Like, Sure. Very, very It Follows, which I, I like the premise in It Follows. I think mm-hmm. it it adds a nice moral dilemma for a lot of our characters who do get involved in the game because you're like, they do kind of always have that option to pull some unsuspecting other people into this to save their own ass. Um, and I think that's a nice decision to have the characters fiddle with, you know, whether or not they make that decision is up to them. But the fact that they have it is always nice. And there is a bit of, like, fun duality with the fact that Olivia does basically become Sam at the end Mm -hmm. where, you know, she's doing the exact same thing that he did to her. So it's like it does come kind of full circle in that way. Um, I just hated the ending, though, dude. I got to be honest. It's, like, pretty ridiculous, especially because I'm like, so what? You put this up on YouTube and people aren't going to believe this is real. All these people are going to die right away. Mm-hmm. Like, what'd you save yourself? 20 minutes? Like, <laughs> all these people are going to get taken out right away because they're not, they're going to get asked whatever truth or dare, and it's going to go wrong right away. Nobody's going to believe anything that you've said. Mm-hmm. I, I I just think that, like, I, I it wasn't the worst thing to do. They build up this idea of her having the YouTube channel the whole time, and, and that works for being up to date and modern let's spread it out virally Mm -hmm. but something about it just felt so corny i don't know (laughs) i don't know somebody just didn't sit right something about the whole ending i think the whole ending sequence from the minute that they get there mm -hmm. just feels real it feels like a misstep well, for me, I think the biggest issue is I don't like that it's presented that there is a way out of the game 
And then right at the end, it just pulls the rug out from you. And it's like, no, actually, you can't leave the game. Like, I wasn't going to truly let you survive this. Mm -hmm. Like, you're fucked. Um, that, it, to me, is okay if you set it up that way and if it's kind of presented that way. Because I think 2017, it's kind of that way. And, like, there's a... There's a definitive before you know it, there will only be one person left. Like the game kind of establishes its, itself in that way. And so you know that you're coming to this outcome, right? There'll, there'll be one if one um, where the new, the not the newer, but the 2018 version. It's hard to tell if this is a game that they can survive until we start bringing in the backstory of the game and all this stuff that they have to do to potentially end the game. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like that we introduce all this stuff if in the grand scheme of things, it's not going to matter because yeah. the demon's just not going to let them out of the game. Yeah. Also, don't ever pull that Google Mexico truth or dare bullshit on me again, Marky. <laughs> I wish you would. That had me fuming. I was like, as if Mexico <laughs> truth or dare, and she finds all the information that they, she's like, have you tried Google? Girl, <laughs> you mean the most popular search engine on the web on the world wide web <laughs> hadn't thought of it oh like, my god geez that... why don't we start there from the beginning oh. oh my god i'm wasting all my time on ask jeeves i could have been on google the whole time like give me a break that had me that had me <laughs> right rightfully so rightfully so um now look 2018 on a, on, a, on a positive on a positive note i should say is out of the two in my opinion the more polished at least like yeah. visually um you can tell that 2018 had a bigger budget for sure and they had more to play with and although i don't think it worked i like that they tried mm -hmm. to expand on the game like it's it, saying that's a bit of a double-edged sword because I also enjoy the 2017 was just like, fuck everything else. Let's just play the game. But I guess I have a little bit of admiration that they try to find some way to make Truth or Dare bigger than it actually was. Mm -hmm. I just think ultimately it didn't it didn't land in the end. Yeah. And so I think the overall idea suffered because of that. As a result, yeah, I agree with that. And I just thought of, okay, I think a way that the ending would have been improved upon for me is you have this whole like battle between Marky and Olivia the entire time. Mm -hmm. And I think one of them needed to die. Like I, I just mm -hmm. think that it would have benefited from one of them sacrificing themselves for the other person thinking that's it. Only one of us can live. Cool. It's you. And then after the other person dies, realizing if the if the if they came back and they were like truth or dare. And then maybe that mm -hmm. last person that's alive is like, oh, my God, it's never going to end. Like, yeah, I'm perpetually in this game. And then they went on and spread it. I think that would have been better for me than both of them living i think that's what it was as i was irritated that both of them just kind of like strutted out of the church <laughs> and were like well, a couple thousand people are yeah. all gaming to their death yeah and they were like let's leave and so yeah i think that would have improved it for me but i think as a whole the movie just kind of tried to do too much. I think that's what it was, is mm -hmm. if they had stuck more to just the general idea 
mm-hmm. just been like, yeah, this is what we're doing. It's truth or dare gone wrong. Like, and that's, and that's it. This is our friends. This is this, 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 that's it. Yeah. Like if that, if that's what had <laughs> happened, I think that they would have been much more successful. I just think they threw too many things at the wall and too much stuck. And they yeah. said, we'll just do all of this stuff. Because I think the mystery of trying to figure out, of trying to find Carter, that was good. The concept of truth or dare was good. And the idea that these truths and dares are specific to the people and that's what's going to tear you guys apart. Like that was all they needed. And I Mm -hmm. think that this movie would have been much more successful than these extra elements of like the demon and the nuns and the face and the game yeah. can be played with other people and blah, blah, blah. Like uh, that's where I think it all just got crammed in. And also why did so many people not die from the dares and the truths? Like only three people died from the actual game. Everybody mm-hmm. else like got shot accidentally, <laughs> got stabbed accidentally, got like it, it was too, there's too much normality yeah like normal deaths for me when i was like everyone should have died from a dare or truth Mm -hmm. that everybody should have been should have been impacted by that rather than it's like uh oh uh oh penelope (laughs) uh oh (laughs) you got shot whoops like (laughs) yeah agreed all right. Well, I mean, I feel like we can kind of tell where we lean. However, mm-hmm. for round three, let's go ahead and put it in the books. Erica, who are you taking for round three? Although 2018 is the polished, more obviously budgeted movie and therefore is able to do more I, on a grand scale, I think 2017 is executed better because truth or dare is the idea and they dive headfirst into the idea. Same here. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. I, I I think that says it all is 20, 20, 2018 <laughs> was ambitious and I respect that. I like that they were like, okay, there are a bunch of other truth or dare movies we're going to take our own little spin on it and we're going to put a little bit of extra pizzazz on it. I like that. But this was just one of those scenarios where sticking to the book and just going with exactly what you think the people want kind of worked out, I think, in 2017's favor. Mm-hmm. And when I popped in movies called Truth or Dare, lo and behold, what I wanted was to see Truth or Dare. Mm-hmm. didn't know it at the time but <laughs> after watching both i was like damn the one mm-hmm. that gave me truth of dare i kind of like that one a little bit better yeah. so You're like who would have thunk who would have thunk so yeah 2017 will also in the third round take it from me mm-hmm. um, so that's a clean sweep that's a that's a smooth clean sweep yeah. like all that's three categories unanimous um, <laughs> <laughs> uh but for the sake of finality, perhaps we should just call it uh, Erica. Who do you think wins at the end of the day? The winner is Truth or Dare 2017, distributed by none other than Sci-Fi. <laughs> Let's go. Good. Congratulations. Let's go. I think nobody coming into this fight 
was expecting sci-fi to come out swinging. To be the heavyweight champion. And you know, I actually, this movie is rated lower than the 2018 version. Mm-hmm. It's too bad. <laughs> it's really too bad because I do think that this movie is, if you if you go into this movie just like we said, wanting nothing more than truth or dare, this movie is, it does that. Like it, I think it will give you what you want. So I think if you're just like, it's sci-fi, it's truth or dare, it is what it is. Like you'll leave a happy camper, I mm-hmm. think. No, I agree with you. And that's not in any way to say that 2017 Truth or Dare is perfect by any means. I I think both movies honestly have a lot they could learn from each other. Mm -hmm. And I think the combined energies of those two movies would be like a absolute perfect Truth or Dare. Because I kind of want the polish and some of that extra stuff that 2018 has. But I want the simplicity as well that the 2017 gave me. So, like, there are touches of 2018 that I do want in the sci-fi version. However, as a, yeah, as a complete package, I don't know, sci-fi gave me what I needed. Mm-hmm. They they heard my call and they answered. And <laughs> I, yeah, I appreciate that. So, if you guys haven't checked that one out yet, I I, I would. I would recommend it just because like I think it's worth it, especially if you watch the 2018 one and you didn't like it. I think 27 might be or 27, 2017 (laughs) might be more up your alley as far as in terms of what you were maybe hoping for. So, yeah, if you guys have seen both of them, I would love to know where you stack up as far Mm -hmm. as like which one you prefer. if you have specific reasons for them, then yeah, let us know because I, of course, this is our versus our head to head, our fight, but I would be interested to see how other people fall when it comes to these two movies. Oh, yeah, most definitely. If y'all think we are wrong, let us know. Yeah. Curious. I would love to see someone out there champion um, Truth or Dare 2018. Mm-hmm. By all means, come into the ring. <laughs> <laughs> If you guys would like to uh, let us know your thoughts on either movie or both movies, you can always talk to us on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or you can email us. We are homies of horror at gmail.com. You can email us requests, recommendations, and business inquiries. You can also talk to us a little bit more in depth on our Discord. That's the place we like to hang out with the homies and discuss scary movies, but then some other things are discussed on there as well so if you'd like to slip in there the link for that is in all of our social media bios and if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out that means it's monday which means we are on twitch tonight playing spooky games chit-chatting with the homies and probably having some spicy little drinks so if you want to come through and say what's up we would love to see you guys the link for that is also in our social media bios and last 
but not least, if you would be so inclined, we would very much appreciate it if you would leave us a rating or a review or both, because you can do both on Apple Podcasts. The more ratings and reviews we get, the better. It recommends our show to more listeners. And also, we just like to hear what you guys are thinking. And then over on Spotify, you can leave us a rating. Just go to our page, look right underneath our name, and hit the stars to let us know how you're liking the show. But that's it for our very first official, official, official versus episode. Uh, yeah, if you guys like this, we would love to do more of these, these head-to-head battles. So yeah, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for letting us try something new. And I was going to hit you guys with the truth or dare, but I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you to leave a rating or review for us. How about that? Yeah, you tell them. (laughs) (laughs) But thanks, homies. Uh, We will be talking to you at same time, same place next week. (laughs) Catch you next time, homies. Bye.